Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Peakless, have you been seeing any of the, the stuff happening in Ottawa in the last 48 hours? Uh, just a little bit. Um, so most recently I saw the uh, the bit with the um, the horses trampling. Mm. Yeah, that was yesterday. They yeah. trampled an old lady and another guy. And I, I've heard rumors the lady died and I've heard that she hasn't. But either way, she got trampled by some horses and it was absolutely horrifying. And, uh, something that, uh, that most people don't realize about horses, like they have an instinct not to trample people. Really? So in order yeah. to, I mean, I, I come from generations of, uh, of cowboys here mm-hmm. like they they do not want to trample things they don't like going over uh they don't like uh breaking foliage like they they have an instinct to avoid these things because they can damage themselves that yeah, sure. you'll see that kind of thing in some of the footage from uh any of the seattle protests like the wto that kind of a thing uh the seattle police department does have mounted police and they will frequent the downtown area on horseback and you can tell in some of the footage of some of the the riots and things of that nature that the horses will back up or you know get up off of you know their front legs in order to not trample somebody mm-hmm. that kind of thing yeah so i mean i'm watching this this footage and i mean they they just go straight over these people mm. and yeah. then uh, and then that's followed by the police on foot so like they you know the the protesters are trying to rush in to grab them to you know get them to medical attention but no the the police officers on foot uh, go forward so that no one can grab them one guy made the drive, uh, Dan Dix from Press for Truth. He's a libertarian anarchist guy. Uh, he said it took him six days to get from British Columbia to uh, to Ottawa. Yeah, so, I doubt it. Yeah, and you, he couldn't fly because he's not vaccinated. And in mm. Canada, you cannot take a train and you cannot take uh, an airplane unless you've been vaccinated. Uh, well, and, and so. that brings me to a, a very important point, I think. Like, a lot of people are talking about, well, why aren't we doing this in our country? And it's like, okay, look at what, uh, like, it is a different circumstance, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm wholeheartedly and full throatedly against mm-hmm. all of the mandates that they've put in place here. I mean, absolutely hamstringing our entire medical system is insane. But I mean, it just doesn't compare to the the authoritarian measures specifically from the federal government in Canada and the support that that gives this kind of a movement. Sure. I don't want to take anything away from the protests in in Canada because they are in my opinion, justified more than that oh, is, yeah. in my opinion, justified. But yeah. It's epic-level uh, protest. But what I would rather see, instead of you know saying, oh, well, their circumstances are different, making it seem like it's you know slightly of a higher level or more important or whatever, it's not. Uh, what I would like to see instead is more of the growth of this type of a mm. protest mm-hmm. globally. Mm-hmm. The police have basically moved everyone out of the original protest area so with overwhelming numbers now there's still an s ton of protesters there but of course the police have you know thugs with if they haven't shot anybody that i know of yet but they've got clubs they've got bats and they are attacking they've got assault rifles they are out there they do like and they have gas uh canister right and they're wearing all the gear they're wearing the masks and all that i mean that to me is is one of the scariest parts about this is like you know at some point are they going to realize that only one side of this standoff is armed like are they are they about to like set off some kind of world war three of authoritarian versus humans i mean it is a very volatile situation. These things generally don't end without violence, right? I well, mean, the it, violence it, is coming from the police. Yeah, yes. and I mean, it, it reminds me of like the the I can't remember the exact line, but uh, from V for Vendetta, where she's like, "Well, what do you think is going to happen? 
Probably the same thing that always happens when you have one armed group against an unarmed group. Genocide? Yeah. I think I'm a genius and a great detective and a great investigator, but, you know, even a baby would have felt this was suspicious. Like, sure. They're all wearing the same uniform. They, they look exactly like the Patriot Front and all those memes of the feds who have the same sunglasses and hats and watches and the same exact thing, and they don't talk normally. And, you know, um, so, so they come to the corner and they stand there. They're all standing there, not talking to anyone really. And then uh, a few minutes later, I start re- recording because they're super suspicious. And, and to be honest, I was carrying my G19, which I, I usually carry something a bit smaller. But I was really glad. And I was open carrying. And as they walked by, I kind of made sure like they, they saw my jacket, mm-hmm. flipped it open, and they saw I was carrying. Because, you know, it was just a bit uncomfortable. Five young men of fighting age I was kind of walking up on us with uniforms. Sure. And they were super suspicious, not talking. Anyway, I, I blink, and a minute so they later, they speak all in one voice and banner. say, we are individuals. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No. So they have this banner that's like 20 feet long by like three or four feet wide, and it just says White Lives Matter. And in the middle of the banner, there are two faces. I don't know. They were unclear. I don't know who they were. Probably like some big white supremacist, but some um, like they, it wasn't Trump. It wasn't Hitler. Nobody I recognized. Mm-hmm. But like two faces and just White Lives Matter. So right away, I start recording and I, I put up the video. I wrote an article when I got home. So there's an article on the woodblock.com and a video from the little bit of video I took while freezing my butt off in 20 degrees. I, I tried to record some stuff. And on video, I asked them, hey, guys, how you doing? Where are you from? And, and they didn't really answer. And then one of them was like, well, we're, we're from like all over the place. And I'm like, oh, you're from Hampton? And they're like, well, we're from like all over. Unfortunately, some white supremacist types showed up, unfurled a banner, all of them wearing the exact same uniform with the khaki pants. You identified them as looking a lot like this Patriot Front group, though a lot of people online have been seeing at protests around the country uh, where they show up and they uh, mask their faces. Although there was, I think, one guy that didn't have his face masked. Some of them did have their face faces masked at this particular uh, occurrence today. I saw the video that you'd posted, and you were telling us about your interactions with them and how you uh, convinced the other protesters you were there with, who are not the white nationalists, to go across the street in order to make sure there was separation between the groups because you didn't want them looking like they were with you. Understandably. Exactly. So actually, I think Footloose just told me earlier that these same people with the same banner were at a Nashua school board meeting a few mm. days ago. So that was interesting. And he, he had some interesting words I can't see on the radio for them. He was videoing and he, he was yelling at them as he walked away. He was pretty much yelling at both sides saying, you Nazis are terrible, you fascists, you throwing fascists, you cops, all you three sides are terrible. And he left that school board meeting area. So mm. yeah, some of them had face masks on, some of them didn't. Um, so they had this thing like one three one or something on the on their hats or on their face masks, which apparently stands for like ACA for anti communist action, which again, the anti communist and anti fascists are both mostly just authoritarians. I just thought it would be nice uh, to share what the situation in China is like. Yeah. Uh, because my my uh, I'm I'm from Canada. Okay. And I see the situation all the way from here and I see the news that are that are told about China. And Actually, I, I, during the pandemic, I've been here for the, the whole pandemic, mm. and I have felt more free here in China than my libertarian friends back back in Canada. Ouch. Can we snip uh, that? Wow. <laughs> His comment just there? Can we just, well, know, first off, where? I mean, China's a big place, so where in China are you located? I have... I have been in three different provinces. Okay. I've been in southern southern China in, in Guangdong province. I've been in the north near the deserts in uh, Lanzhou. 
and I've been also near Shanghai in in the in the southeast. Hmm. Um, and I've been here for two and a half years. I haven't had one day of lockdown. I have gone to work every day without a mask. So now, have um, you been staying out of the city? I live in a five million. Um, the city where I'm now has five million people, wow. and I lived in, in when I lived in Guangdong province in the south. That city had seven million people, and it was near Guangzhou, which is one of the biggest cities mm-hmm. in the world. You don't have to answer um, if you don't want to, but when you do go to work, do you work with people directly? Yeah. Where are you having to wear a mask? Uh, like, for example, if I go to the mall, there will be a mall cop there that, that requires you to put on your mask. And mm. then maybe 40% of people uh, take off their mask uh, as soon as they get past the checkpoint mm. with the mall cop. Wow. Um, yeah. And um, if you want to go into a public building, a hospital, obviously, uh, then you'll be required to wear a mask. But at work, I don't have to wear a mask. And walking down the street, no such requirement? No, no, absolutely not. Are there any uh, such things as a uh, medical exemption? Like the man that stands at the front of the mall when he confronts you, can you say, you know, whatever, however you say it in Chinese, no, I have a medical exemption? Does that work there? Do you know? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Probably not. The thing is that, that China... It's kind of a relaxed place. And, you know, if you talk to the cop and you tell him, look, you know, I don't feel good. I can't breathe. You know, chances are the guy is going to tell you, okay, just wear the mask here. And then, you know, uh, over there you can take it off. Hmm. Like things, things are kind of relaxed. So they are um, requiring everyone to have some sort of a Chinese app, test, like a testing zones app sort of thing? Uh, well, it's it's kind of built in. Like uh, here, if you want to live a normal life, you need to have WeChat and Alipay installed on your phone mm-hmm. for everything, for payments, for uh, all kinds of things, for work. And those apps just track you. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. You know, they're spy apps. Um, so everybody is being tracked and everybody goes, wow. uh, you know, so when you go into a building, they require you that, that QR code, right? Let me just clarify so, something else here. So, uh, and yeah. you're saying you have to get, you have to show a QR code to go into a building. So is it possible to live as someone who does not have a phone in China that you know of? Yeah, there are people that don't even have IDs, you know, in the countryside. That's possible. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can live on cash. But it's but but it takes you back to the 19th century. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not the type of life that you want to live. So it's sort of like being Amish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of like that. You can't do that. You can't do and that in the cities, live, though, know, is what you're saying, right? Like it's just you can't. Uh, in the, yeah, in the city, it's not gonna it's not gonna fly. Yeah. So you have to show a code. In order to go into any business, so if you want to go in, into a restaurant, into a grocery store, no, no. it depends. It's got, it's, yeah, it's kind of China is not like that. This place is rocking. Everybody's uh, everybody's banging on something here. You are listening to footage from just a little bit earlier this evening. 
in the streets in Ottawa, Canada, with a big, big party going on here. Peekless, you can see the footage from where you're sitting. The huge number of people in the streets. It's packed. Yeah. Are those French flags? Clearly, it's about occupation. 75% off say hi in our chat for the coach. Here, check him out. So this channel, by the way, to give credit uh, where credit is due, is Travel Fun 69. There were the, the stream, by the way, that we're watching here is actually still live. I'm not playing the live version just because I wanted to find that song because I knew they were singing it earlier. It's a little uh, clean with Eddie, uh, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, and of course, this actually came after ACDC, and they had uh, they were all. I think the first song they started singing this evening was uh, "Fight for Your Right to Party." Uh, <laughs> uh, and Ain't that the truth? It reminds me of the one that uh, Ernie uses. It's uh, it's another Queen song. Oh, uh, I want to break free. There are reports and photographs to back it up. Uh, this is coming from PDM or PD McLeod, Paul McLeod on Twitter. He says all of the tow truck drivers have covered their vehicles and are wearing bright yellow masks to hide their faces. The Emergencies Act gave the government the power to force, so apparently, the truck drivers to remove vehicles with pay. Reports were they were afraid to anger the protesters. So these cowards uh, put a bunch of tape basically over top of. They're logos, so you don't know which tow truck company is actually removing these trucks. Well, and I wonder what kind of uh, coercion was used to uh, convince them on this one. That's a good question. Because, I mean, I, I know for a fact that uh, in most places there are these arrangements between the police and the tow trucks mm-hmm. where, like, you know, they have these little sort of backroom deals of, like, who they call to tow whom and uh, how much they get to charge and whether it's extra fees. And I'm sure that they at least threatened to pull whatever deals they had like that with these guys. I'm I'm thinking about the word choice. Uh, they're calling it the emergency act because mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's an act. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to act like there's an actual emergency <laughs> right. so that when we do deploy violence upon our citizens, uh, our very own people, our very own countrymen, our very own brothers and sisters, that uh, you'll be okay with it mm-hmm. because there was an emer- we're acting like there's an emergency. They broke into some trucks, smashing windows. Uh, they, I How saw nice of them. footage of them using a pry bar to pry open RV doors and get into people's vehicles. Uh, it's been absolutely horrifying what these goons have been doing to a completely peaceful protest. And, of course, lying about it officially at the same time. The Ottawa Police account on Twitter, you're going to love this one. Earlier today, this is 10 hours ago, they posted this. Protesters. We told you to leave. We gave you time to leave. We were slow and methodical, yet you were assaultive and aggressive with officers and the horses. Based on your behavior, we are responding by including helmets and batons for our safety. Yeah, you know, clubs are always a thing that people have for their safety. (laughs) Armaments of any kind are, you know, I mean, yes, of course, in a philosophical sense, they are for your safety. But when you're a police force uh, going out to take on uh, a street full of protesters, SWAT gear... Uh, you know, is there for intimidation, not for your safety. Well, and you know, the the weaponry that I've seen all of them armed with is uh, invisible. The protesters, that yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. You lucked out the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. <laughs> yeah. They're That's right. They're there, too. 
And I'll tell you what, let me ask you guys this. And <clears throat> excuse my voice, I got a little rough throat, but evidently here in the U.S., the truckers are starting to mount up themselves and head to Washington. How is Biden and his so called crew going to handle that with all his yeah. on his plate? I'd love to see it happen. Um, what I don't like is the whole Canadian thing has given time for Biden's advisors, because we know Biden's an idiot, mm-hmm. given time for Biden's advisors to sort of think about what they might do if this were to happen to somewhere like D.C. or some big city or whatever. So, Heck, guys, he can't that they can't get through the Roman numerals in the pretext of what is to be done. Look what he's happening in Europe. Now, just across a creek in Canada, I'm Michigan, about an hour from Detroit. Yep. And I'll tell you, Windsor, just last week, we're all automotive here in Jackson. We supply parts, ship them down I-94, cross the Ambassador Bridge, and look at the tyrants there. And look, he's not going to step down. Are you kidding me? They're hitting people with their uh, their batons. The Dan Dix from Press for Truth was knocked down uh, by the police, jabbed in the ribs. A uh, woman from Rebel News, Alexandra, I believe is her name, mm-hmm. she was also attacked. She was shot, she believes, with a gas canister, even though the police claim Ew. they weren't using gas. But she was shot in the leg with something uh, by the police, and that caused her quite a bit of pain. Do you know this area that they've cleared? Does that happen to be where the politicians go to, like, work and stuff? Yes, Parliament Hill. Mm -hmm. That is where they are. I'm just saying, Mm -hmm. because they're not clearing any other space, right? They're clearing the... The politicians are bothered when they look out their office window by the protesters. And so they've said, we don't want to see that unsightly rubbish. Well, this this is why the first thing they did is say, hey, stop honking those horns. We can Mm -hmm. actually hear those. Those are mildly annoying the powerful people. Right. The state is, you know, pretending like if you look at the Ottawa police's releases on their uh, Twitter, they're acting like, oh, this is all about our residents. We need to return our city to normal for the residents. But, yeah, that's not going to happen. Clearing where the politicians work has nothing to do with your people and their residents. Right. They've moved the protesters, basically. And there are still, I don't know how many thousands of protesters in the streets in what is now 10 degree weather. I mean, it wasn't that much warmer earlier today when the sun was out. It's been below freezing for the past two days. And these people are so hardcore. These Canadians, they are out there for hours. Some of these guys streaming for hours, six, seven hours at a time. I don't know how many hundreds or thousands of shock troops they have there, but they're armed with batons, they're armed with gas canisters, they're armed with pepper spray, and I definitely saw them on the various different streams. There's a a ton of people streaming live uh, video onto various different platforms out there, but I definitely saw pepper spray being used against peaceful protesters today, and I definitely saw people getting beaten, uh, basically, with these uh, sticks. Not like... Rodney King style per se, but being checked with them real hard and hitting the ribs and knocking people down. 
And it's been a pretty violent day on the part of the police. The protesters, of course, have remained completely peaceful, despite what the police are saying. So there's the what the mainstream media is saying, which is whatever the police say. So the police lie, and then the mainstream media goes ahead and parrots uh, those lies. We've been following the situation as it develops. Right now, the protesters have been moved off of Wellington Street, which is the area in front of Parliament Hill, into some of the side streets. They've been pushed down, at least a block down these uh, side streets and now that it's nighttime the police have to go home and sleep right so this is what they did last night as well they erect these large fences and then they cut the police force down so there's still some cops there's the overnight cops and of course the probably the number of protesters tends to go down too and and what was that thing they were saying about like it's gonna get dangerous here at night have you heard any reporting in the mainstream media on what's happening there in ottawa Yes, I have. I've been listening to the radio a lot, and uh, it's good of you guys keeping it up. I jump around every time they get a commercial on somewhere. I go to a different station, so mm-hmm. I don't listen to anybody regularly. I think you guys got a good station there. I wish they would put the uh, Peter St. James on there more hours. Uh, uh, but I'm morning. curious as to what the mainstream media has been saying. What have you been hearing about the situation in Ottawa on, like, you know, the news it, it, or whatever? So much propaganda that I just don't uh, – uh, it just completely almost makes you want to puke. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these guys have got a good legal uh, uh, reason for protesting, uh, just do. like I have. I'm, you know, I'm sitting down here. They've arrested me seven times. Wow. And, you know uh, – uh, they took me to the Concord police station, beat my head against a wall. I Ugh. woke up at Concord Hospital with my thumb ripped pretty near off. I'm, you know, I'm an old man, and I had handcuffs on in the Concord <sighs> Police Department. Did that to an old man. How now, long ago was this uh, incident with Concord? Oh, that, this was probably 10, 12 years ago. Oh, wow. it was, see, I started uh, filming this sludge business back in the late 90s, so I've been fighting with these people since the 90s. You know, it's it's been a continuous battle. but And it's the worst uh, to do something like that when you're all alone. I mean, yeah. you don't have dozens of people backing you up. Tow truck drivers have been threatened with violence, apparently, by the Canadian government to force them somehow. We're not sure exactly how that works under the Emergency so-called... powers. Emergencies Act. Uh, these drivers uh, then went, into work, went to work for the government... And covered their faces up, covered their logos up on their trucks because they're, you know, embarrassed chicken. about what they're doing. And, and but they're too a, chicken to, to refuse. And just a quick, like, universal thought here. So there is this mad idea that, okay, well, we can have a normal government, but then there will be this exception for an emergency. Mm. Like, no. Where no rights exist uh, no, and they do whatever they want. That's that's insane. That's that's. If you're if you have this right during an emergency, then you have this right. And, if you yeah. do not have this right during an emergency, you do not have this right. And now, because we know that governments monkey see monkey do, if they haven't already, any government around planet Earth doesn't matter where you live, where you reside, any government around planet Earth now will of course begin declaring emergencies where there are none just for the excuse to exercise that power. Well, of Double course. secret probation. I mean, emergency state. Yes. I mean, that's what COVID has been. There's there's no emergency yes. with yes. COVID, but they yes. manufactured if, it. If you can host and have a Super Bowl, there is no emergency. I want to talk specifically about Nuncheck. Yeah. Because they were Which sent... Which I've never heard of, but uh, it's a wallet company? They're a wallet provider. Mm-hmm. They were sent... 
one of these letters. I don't have a copy oh, and, of uh, the letter itself. For 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 anyone not uh, not you know familiar, the wallet is the piece of software that lets you uh, interact with these blockchains to send and receive cryptocurrency. Right, without uh, circumventing banks and governments. Right, uh, by design. Uh, so the Ontario Superior Court of Justice asked non-custodial wallet provider Nunchuck to freeze Canadians' crypto assets with them. Oh, no, no, the courts don't ask. This is the... Res- mm, okay. Courts don't ask. No, they, they call it asking. Um, yeah. Oh, and, and just a, another quick note. So non-custodial means it's actually the person's. It's not like uh, put in someone else's hands. Thank Correct. you. Yeah, For anybody who's dealing with cryptocurrencies, not your keys... Not your coins. Mm-hmm. Not your keys. Not your coins. Everybody out there in Radio Land, say it with me. Not, not your, your keys. keys not, not your, your coins. coins. All right. So uh, the wallet provider, Nunchuck, provided a rebuttal to the request. Right. And it's been made public. And it's pretty entertaining. Uh, so it says, Dear Ontario Superior Court of Justice, Nunchuck is a self-custodial... I wish they'd have put justice in quotes. Yeah, I wish they would. (laughs) Nunchuck is a self-custodial, collaborative, multi-sig Bitcoin wallet. We are a software provider, not a custodial financial intermediary. Talking about cattle, uh, you know, a 1,500-pound to 2,000-pound animal has been a kind of condition to go from, you know, pasture to pasture and can move them around a man and a horse. Mm-hmm. But generally, when you want to make them do something, you gently push them. They don't even realize they're being pushed for a short period of time hmm. till you get them in a closed area like a corral. And once they're in that corral, you can start to separate the bulls from the cows, separate the calves out, and then individually you can vaccinate them, you can earmark them, you can brand them, you can castrate them, you can vaccinate the cows. And you do that because they get them uh, convinced in, and the fact that they're buffaloed to think that they don't really know their strength. An animal that powerful, if they knew their strength, mm. could actually take down a man and a horse very, very easily. What a fantastic metaphor that is. Wow. Very it, interesting. It kind of looks like, you know, herding cattle is just like herding people, putting them in an enclosure and then picking them out one at a time and doing what you want to do with them. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.